Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. I'm Al Smith with Tree Saran of TreeSaranConsulting.com and founder and CEO of Boss Lady. Hello, Boss Lady. Hello, Mr. <laughs> Al. How are you? I'm good. You know, it's like good. I, I, we were talking about before we started. Man, it's was it really a year we got to do nothing? <laughs> can, can we just have a week of that? <laughs> It was a year that just? we did nothing, and <laughs> and we try very hard. Okay, so here's the deal. All four, well, Katie, Pastor Katie was not late. Were you late, Al, today? No, no, but okay. I was here. I was just here. Okay, but. well, Bobby and I were running a little fine today, so yeah. we came flying in, and, you know, that just, that messes with the energy in the room yeah. when you do that, so. But there's just such a pit. We're, we're back, I I. I see it all around me. I know it's oh, happening to me. Oh, everybody. Like the pace of life has picked up pretty substantially. And yeah. I was thinking, okay, well, maybe a little bit of what we had last yeah. year. Not a lot, yeah, right. but maybe we need just a little more of that. I don't know. Yeah, and but, I did a meditation session for a group today, and it didn't work on me, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it do, It's one of those things, do as I say, not do as yes, I do. Uh, well, yeah, of course. It seldom does. Yeah. I was like, breathe, yeah. breathe. Yeah. So it's a perfect day to have Pastor Katie. Yes. And I'm looking forward to the topic, um, which yes. we'll tell you about in a minute. But yeah, lots of fun yeah. stuff going on with but, Boss Lady. Boss Lady, yeah. You got to yeah, tell me about it. We're, we're meeting live for those that are local. We have. Um, Nancy Lohman coming up. You know, she was on our podcast. She wrote a book. She's doing a special luncheon for us. And then I am deep, knee-deep into planning our first retreat. So we're going to be here at the beach, Daytona Beach. So yeah. anybody that wants to come to the beach in September, go on to Teresa Rand Consulting website, and you can find – well, actually, you can't. Give me a couple of days. Yeah. As I started to say that out loud, I was like, nope, it's not there yet. We'll but it will be. It so it. yeah, September tenth and eleventh and twelfth, and it's going to be pretty good. So what happens at a boss lady retreat? Well, I'm waiting what to parts hear can you share? back from my keynote speaker. Okay. I've invited someone, so until right. she signs well, we and says yes, yeah, I don't want to give all that away. We don't wanna... It's too early. I will tell you this though: the whole theme is going to be self care September. Self care September, and we're going to lead up to self care September. We're going to have this okay. big kickoff in June, July. So we'll talk about all that. But that's what it's going to be. This is the year of self-care. Well, most women in my life uh, need more self-care. They're busy taking care of Most women others. do. Yeah. yeah. They spend a lot of time taking care of accurate. others. And then not everybody describes self-care as the same way. Yeah, so we'll talk about yeah, a lot okay. of that. I'll yeah. When we start really, when I've got all the details ironed right. out, I sign the hotel thing today but i want to get the keynote and i know yeah. i do have a professional speaker who is actually on broadway coming to talk about giving public speaking okay. i hope to have a pastor there uh, <laughs> uh you got one katie's mind, like so. where where who who <laughs> so and some other fun stuff yes. that i can't tell yet okay. until it's done just well, mark your calendar it's going to be good yeah well, that's great. That's exciting. And, and the two of you will be invited, as well as Bob. Okay. Ram, my husband will well, Bob be invited. Goes, I know. I, have to. I know, right? <laughs> Bob will be calling you. I got to go to this thing. How are you going? So we yeah. have a code. It doesn't even. It doesn't require a lot of words. Yeah. I can just tell by the tone. <laughs> are you going to this thing? No, it's not like that. No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's very positive, uh, but I can. I know the man very well. Yes, you, know? you do. It's like I know. 
You did. You've known him longer than I have. Yeah. Well. Lots longer well than I have. No. Well, no. Not as well. He's <laughs> great guy. <laughs> great guy. He is a great guy. I'm glad I found him. Yes. Or Vice he versa. found me or yeah, whatever. Yeah. However well. that works. Yeah. So we got Pastor Katie here today. And she is going to talk about knowing your true self, or just your true self. Yeah. So I did a little test this morning, and if you saw it on Facebook, I put on, for my random thought of the day, send a picture showing your true self, I think, something like that. Uh, what do you think all the pictures are of? Of your, or that people That people send? are sending. Show me a picture of you being your true self. With their kids or yeah, something? Yeah, they're all with family. Every single picture wow. is with family. I was going to say yoga pants. Yeah. Yoga pants. Well, yeah. I did put one of there of me after a run, but everything, and then with my grandkids and, and with Bob. But yeah, everybody's was with family, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, it's funny you say that because the first thing, first picture I thought of was a recently one with my my two grandkids yeah. at the playground. And it's like, that was the... yeah. That was the yeah. Because yeah, you're one you're you're, you're the most of us are the most ourselves with our family, with yeah. our close immediate yeah. family. I think so. Well, yeah. The fact that I'm just a big kid comes in. Well, play. yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. They sense that, so that's good. So our random thought yes. of the day. Uh, I thought, who better? Because I know Katie likes Brene Brown. I've heard her mention her a couple mm-hmm. times. So when I I literally just googled true self quotes and. Hers came up, says, owning our story and loving ourselves through the process is the bravest thing we will ever do. So, okay, owning our story. Owning our story. story. And I always want to put in parentheses right there, good or bad. Mm, and everything in between. Owning our story and loving ourselves through the process is the bravest thing we will ever do. It's yeah. a pretty deep random thought. I know. I'm you have to read it a couple it, yes. of times. The yeah. best is yet to come. Yes. So I can't wait to hear what our boss lady pastor has to say about this topic. Well, you're going to have to wait. Okay. But just for a minute. Okay. We'll be right back. Whether you're an entrepreneur climbing the corporate ladder or a work-from-home parent, you are a boss. Together, we are cultivating your personal and professional growth. Check out TeresaRanConsulting.com today to find out more about this movement. All right, welcome back to Boss Lady Podcast. And uh, I always enjoy our our spiritual me podcast too. It's, me too it's much needed these days like i said earlier you know it's, we're all back to running around with our heads cut off yeah in a way i, I don't want to say like i'm complaining about that because i'm not i know says, right because people we did just hear talked me complain, about that we do but, not want to complain but, about but being not, busy but, but uh, i look forward to this it is interesting how we quickly and i sense it from everybody we quickly just kind of picked up where we left off right and i'm i don't say that as a great think you know we were hoping to learn to slow down a little bit and now it's like we're trying to catch up for a lost Lost time yeah (laughs) for a lost year and in some ways that's true but i think we should reflect a little and yeah today's a perfect day for words of wisdom from boss lady pastor katie so katie welcome thank you i'm always so glad to be with you and always feel so, the only word I can think of is called, 
in this space. Um, Just the connection and what comes out of the conversation and not just from, you know, the things I reference, but the things you all add. It's like there's something juicy that happens here. So I appreciate you creating this space. Yeah, but today we're going to talk about um, the true self. And I'm going to lean really heavily on my friend Father Richard Rohr and his book, uh, Immortal Diamond. Um, And I encourage anybody who's listening and wants to hear more and read more and know more about this. Richard Rohr is a far more educated, eloquent, amazing human (laughs) than I would count myself. Um, So I'm going to lean heavily on his work as we think about this. But and then take little tidbits from it. So this is right at the beginning. I'm going to start us off with um, from chapter one, right at the beginning of the book. And this is um, just a little quote that will start us off. He says, conservatives look for absolute truth. Liberals look for something real and authentic. Spouses look for a marriage that will last till death do us part. Believers look for a God who never fails them. Scientists look for a universal theory. They are all on the same quest. We are all looking for an immortal diamond, something utterly reliable, something loyal and true, something we can always depend on, something unforgettable and shining. And so he, he sort of invites us into this quest, this piece of ourselves. And Richard Rohr will often sort of paint the, these first half of life versus second half of life ideas. So it's an important part of our development to develop an ego. It's the thing that allows us to separate ourselves from, you know, mom, dad, family, um, to feel like an individual. And so we develop these various skills and ways of announcing our differentness. And then it's like we get towards the second half of life and we start to shift that. We've established our differentness and we start to shift that and begin to explore our sameness. And uh, Richard Rohr talks a lot about this being, finding that true self. It's not so much a doing as an undoing, which thematically connects with a lot of the conversations mm, yeah. that we've we've had here. Um, but that our true self is in there. It's that consistent thing. It's the thing that that allows us to analyze ourself. It's the, the, and the journey towards the true self is often parallel with the journey to seek higher power, God, universe, whatever language you feel um, connected to. Because as we get closer to that space within ourselves, that is that immortal thing, that is that constant thing, that is that um, Christians might say divine image. Um, some traditions might say soul or essence, we also get close to that place where it's the connection with the divine. And so he he invites us into this journey uh, and these really neat spaces. Um, Let me bring you into something else he says here. Um, Religion's job, Rohr says, is purely and simply one thing, to tell us and keep reminding us of who we objectively are. I think that is such an interesting definition, right? It becomes about self-discovery. It becomes about our deepest essence, our deepest reality. And I would even add to his quote, don't tell him, um, but not just who we are, but whose we are too. Um, You know, thinking about what are the things that we assign ourselves as belonging to. And frequently, and as part of our um, conversation around how the – frenetic energy of life is kind of coming back. Um, Those things begin to feel like they define us. They certainly define our calendars. They certainly define um, how we lay out our time, um, when we nourish ourselves, um, these kinds of things. And yet, none of them are our true self. 
we can express our true self through our careers and relationships and these kinds of things, but none of them are the defining factor. And, and Rohr talks about how when you're getting in touch with the true self, like that deep essence, like that space that can reflect on the rest of you, that whatever you say or do will come from a good and spacious place. And I don't know if you're like me, but I am often trying to figure out what is the right answer, you know, what is the good thing, what, what is the better thing, um, and that ble- leaches into my parenting. I want the best for my kids. We have a lot of best language in our mm, country. We, we want the best for our kids. Um, you know, I want to be the best pastor I can be. I want to be the best wife I can be. You know, we have this kind of language of, but, and then I don't trust it, right? I'm always trying to measure it. I'm always trying to make it better. I'm always trying to make it something else. And it becomes this sort of hamster wheel of always trying to be enough. And you know what they say, enough is just just a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, when we get in touch with the true self, it gives us a space to bring the good into everything that we are and do uh, without that hamster wheel effect of constantly analyzing and constantly bettering um, and working towards. And, you know, and I want to contrast this a little bit because this doesn't mean don't work on yourself. You know, it doesn't mean to completely abandon uh self-exploration. In fact, it's the exact opposite. It's what do we peel away? What is ego? What is, um, you know, sort of the measurements and metrics by which we decide whether we are successful or not? And, and what is our deep, true essence and how that engages in the world? Um, and you know it when you see it. You know what I mean? You know it when you when you taste it, when you feel it, when you're doing a thing. I sort of mentioned right at the beginning of our conversation that this this space that we've crafted together, right, is this sort of potent, goose bumpy, sticky, juicy kind of space. You know, yeah. it's just like good. It's just like I want to be in this space, right. and that's how part of how I know like that feeling is part of how I know that this is also sort of a called space. This is a true self space, a space where. You know, what is most true and most real is given kind of a venue to sort of float to the surface. Mm. We know these things when we do them. Um, you were talking about your um, posts on your Facebook page right. and asking people to share about their true self. And you got a lot of pictures of families and things. And I think, like you had pointed to, that's because that is a space often where we can really be authentically, where we have that feeling not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but where we have that. Not with all family, yeah. but with some family. But we have that, that connective, that sticky, that space where it's like, oh, this is the thing. This feels good. This is where I'm supposed yeah. to. This is who I am. You know, when you're like laughing and playing and with the people you love. Mo- oh, this is who I am. Um, the rest is sometimes stuff I have to do or, you know, things I go through in a daily life to be a productive member of society, whatever. This is who I am, which is just a different thing. That's that space between human doing and human being. Hmm. And you say, ah, I'm not trying. I'm not efforting. I'm not developing metrics by which I will measure if this was a good experience. I'm having a laugh with people I care about. And it's like touches something deep inside that we kind of go, yes, more of that. Just those moments where you go, I just want to stay right here. Mm-hmm. 
you know, whether it's with my granddaughter or moments with my husband or moments walking or running on the beach or in the neighborhood. It's moments where I go, I just want to stay right here. Everything feels good. Everything feels right. Those are the moments Those are when moments. you feel the most, really, I guess I could use, the, I would use the word connected to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, yeah, and it's hard to, to verbalize that, you just know when those moments yeah. happen. You know, my mom, we were talking before the show that in the Mother's Day episode with my mother, I did not allow, for lack of a better word, her to listen to it until Mother's Day morning. And her and my youngest daughter and I sat on the couch together and listened and cried and laughed. And oh, love that. it's just one of those moments where, you know, I'll treasure that forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the words of wisdom and to hear my mom's voice like that mm-hmm. you know, or just those times where you go I just want to stay right here yeah I just don't want and to I can this I can space. even feel the authenticity of that moment yeah. like sort of rolling off of you like yeah. I have a go- I have goosebumps yeah. like just listening to you talk about that I wasn't even in the room yeah. <laughs> wasn't my mom you know <laughs> right. and um the, there's a way in which it can kind of magnify and it's sort of palpable even off of other yeah. people right that energy know. yeah that energy <gasps> I see it now. That's yeah. the thing. That's the one. Um, and there, there's this other quote I wanted to share with you, too. Uh, and we're a little deeper in the book here. But he says, both God and the true self need only to be f- to fully be themselves and generously show themselves. A little later, it says, to allow yourself to be grabbed and held by such a divine wholeness is a dark and dangerous risk. And yet, this is exactly what we mean by salvation. Mm-hmm. Because... Because we can't measure it, because we can't prove it, because we can't say, put that on your calendar. I'm going to have true self time. Like, well, how do yeah, you even, like, you, yeah. and you can't um, cultivate, like you, you can make space for it maybe, but once you have sort of the flavor of what makes your true self come alive or, or, or the spaces in which you feel safe enough to be fully, authentically, mm-hmm. truly self. Um, you can sort of invest in those spaces and, and making the time for it, but it's not a thing you can manufacture. Right. You're you're gonna have a retreat, so you can't have the true self retreat where yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Everybody gonna work. show up, and be true self, <laughs> show up, be your true self the whole yeah. time. Leave everybody yeah. else at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your other selves. Leave at home. your other. Yeah, that's what I meant. Leave yeah. your other selves at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's so it's in again that that. It's not the doing, it's the undoing. Roar says it like this. It's only midway in the journey do we realize that the chain we thought we were pulling is instead pulling us mm. toward an alluring brilliance. You know, it's, I think that speaks to, to that first half of life. Then it's like the school and get the grades and then if, maybe it's get into college or trade school or get the job or, you know, the, the military, what, whatever these paths are. And it's like, I got to hit this goal. I got to do this thing. I got to do this thing. You know, in, mm-hmm. in our culture society yeah fully like promotes that for 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 right. you know even you know marriage and have the kids and da, 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 like there's there is this sort of image of what it's all supposed to be like i'm using air quotes that you can't see but <laughs> it's supposed to be like and then all of these steps we're supposed to accomplish by certain time i mean what what woman hasn't been asked when are you gonna have a baby uh, you yeah. know these kind of things you know we're we have a lot of influences and a lot of cultural expectations and standards that tell us we have to accomplish and goal and do the next thing and hit the next mark and all of this. And then it's like we hit this point in life, and it happens at different times, I think, for different people, some of it sometimes spurred by trauma, mm-hmm. honestly, um, where it's like, wait, 
I, I don't have to play the game. I don't have to hit every mark that some other person has decided or some other group of people. I'm not even sure who's decided that somehow is leached into my subconscious of who I'm supposed to be in the world. Wait, hold on. We start to question this a little bit. And that's that space where we can begin to stop pushing, 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 pushing. And then, and, and let, like let happen. And that's that difference of that, you know, sort of the ego self that's like go and do and more and got to keep going, you know, in that space that's, wait, let's, let's let something happen. Let's let um, God, universe, the world reveal itself, relationship reveal it. I mean, it's not unlike relationship, right? If you, you meet somebody and you really like them, right? And you like push and push and push and push and you call and you call and you call and you say, when are we going to do this? And how are we going to do that? I mean, I'm overwhelmed listening to myself. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, you can't, force it and that and that's the nature of love that's mm-hmm. the nature of true self which i think are inextricable right love is not coercive it cannot coexist with coercion it's a thing that has to bubble up it's a thing that another thing that you you know it when you see it and you feel it and you taste it um very true not a thing we can force though very true yeah I want to share with you one last thing, and then um, also here, uh, you guys always have some interesting thoughts and insights and banter and stuff, no pressure. Um, <laughs> but this this little piece, and this is a little bit longer, but it's called The Song of True Self. Within us, there is an inner natural dignity. You often see it in older folks. An inherent worthiness that already knows and enjoys. You see it in children. It is an immortal diamond waiting to be mined and is never discovered undesired. It is a reverence humming within you that must be honored. Call it the soul, the unconscious, deep consciousness, or the indwelling Holy Spirit. Call it nothing. It does not need the right name or right religion to show itself. It does not even need to be understood. It is usually wordless. It just is and shows itself best when we are silent or in love, or both. I will call it the true self here. It is God in all things, yet not circumscribed by any one thing. It is enjoined, enjoyed only when each part is in union with all other parts, because only then does it stand in the full truth. Once in a while, this true self becomes radiant and highly visible in one lovely place or pers- person. Superbly so, and for all to see, in the body of the risen Christ. And note that I did say body. It begins here and now in our embodied state in this world. Thus, the mystery travels the road of time. Once you have encountered this true self, and once is more than enough, the false self will begin to fall away on its own. This will take most of your life, however, just as it did in Jesus. And again, that's Richard Rohr um, from Immortal Diamond. You know, and I have a tendency in my wanting to better myself to try to turn it into a program. <laughs> and and that reading reminds me that, no, 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 this is a thing that happens to you. This is a thing that you sort of open yourself to, allow the space for, and naturally what is not you will fall away as you seek what really is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
lots to think about there. Well, and the best is yet to come, right? I mean, that's, I think we, we sometimes want to, and I guess as you get older, you realize that's not like those, all those things you said to being this perfect life, you're going to lay it all out. It's all going to happen the way you plan. It's not going to happen that way, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. And realizing that and, and, and realizing the best is yet to come. And then if you lean, lean in and you lean into God, then things will, things will go the way they're supposed to go. Yeah. And you can't make a program out of it. You can, it's not, <laughs> it's not you know, and the more you try to, I think, the yeah. more that you try to sort of craft it and push it and force it and make it, the less like happy you are in it. It's so hard to be grateful when you're setting a million goals and expectations that, you know, aren't necessarily realistic or part of real life or are influenced by some other cultural standard or whatever these things. And then you you miss it. Along the way, yeah. you miss the journey, you miss the joy and the gratitude, and it's it's crazy to think. I mean, there's actually a line in this book somewhere that talks about that. That like you become so focused on success, you forget to live. Hmm. Oh, don't forget that. Yeah, that's, that's like kind important. of the main thing. <laughs> actually, I was. Um, I th- if you've listened before, you've heard me talk about Juanita, who I personal train with, who happens to also be a therapist. <laughs> so I get double my yeah, money. But we were talking the other this week actually about, you know, what are what are you doing next? What what are you studying? What are you taking? She, you know, she finished this training, you finished this course. And she said, What if we ask ourselves not what's next, but what is now? Yes. Preach. What, Preach Kwanita what is if you're listening. Now, yeah. Not what's next. And Absolutely. I was like, Oh. Yeah, and so that stuck with me um, ever since she said it because I'm always striving, okay, I finished this, now what am I going to do? You know, and Penny, my running buddy that I talk about often, we used to literally get depressed when a marathon was over because it's like, okay, now what do we do? <laughs> We're still running the same miles, right. the same road, but there's not a end result. Mm-hmm. And we so we end one marathon at dinner that night talking about the next. Mm-hmm. And sometimes forget to just enjoy the journey of getting there, the time we spent together, those kind of things. And that's what came to mind when Juanita said that. Let's ask ourselves, what now? Yeah. It's just a different way. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't mean you stop, like you said, you stop striving, you stop wanting to do and learn and grow. Right. But it's not the end all to be all. And it comes from a different place, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The the responding to the external expectations and social and cultural pressures and these kind of things to achieve and succeed or even familial pressures sometimes these kind of mm-hmm. things versus my deepest, truest essence of self wants this thing to happen, wants to be and do this thing. And I'm I'm going to put my effort into right. it. It's just such a it's it might look the same from the outside, but it is feels very different to be answering a calling than to be forcing and striving just to accomplish a goal you're not even right. really sure where it came from, you know, meeting some standard somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the times that's covering up, right? That's covering, being so task oriented, we, we, we're covering up what it is. You know, we're not dealing with our pain or we're not dealing with whatever the issue is mm. or, or just taking time to be thankful for what we have and where we're at right now like you said earlier, yeah you know? absolutely it's yeah. almost like a di- addiction it's like yeah, an addiction to productivity yeah. or ad- you know i mean addiction to the business next, can to the hide next. a lot yeah. of stuff yeah yeah and, and numb it right yeah, and, and convince ourselves that we're still you know being a productive member of society 
<laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? These kind of things because it looks good on paper. Yeah. Um, but are we really holding the space for the thing that can't be recorded on paper? Right. I mean, they tried. There's this book. It's real thick, um, about 6,000 years old. And maybe you've heard of it. I'm not sure. Bestseller. <laughs> world yeah. bestseller in the whole world. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I'm talking about the Bible for anybody listening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I know I believe a lot of the current generation is doing a better job of of knowing and owning their true self than my generation did. That's one of the things when I talk to millennials or younger people, they're for the most part pretty true to themselves. They're not letting and this is obviously a stereotype, but um, they're not letting so many of what society says they should do yeah. drive what they're doing. That's why there's so many of them that are entrepreneurs. I agree. You know, they're doing something different. Yeah. You know, if I'd have said entrepreneur when I got out of high school, my parents would have went, what? Mm -hmm. Get your butt in school or get a job. Yeah. That, yeah. that would have been their answer. <laughs> well, and I think, honestly, I mean... A, a little bit of a rabbit trail here, but you know, after the industrial revolution where the idea was have everything be the same and you follow this yeah, specific path right. and that's how you get to, you know, um, and now that doesn't really exist in the same way in the world anymore. And, yeah. um, the idea of what it's all supposed to look like, well, guess what? I mean, you can't, you can't pay off the college debt with the average job. Yeah, with, you exactly. know what I mean? Like the, the same opportunities aren't available. Right. Um, so it's forced, I think a new and creative way of engaging the world that I, I hope is more a reflection of the true self. Yeah, I agree. Instead of the external standard. Yeah. Lots to think about. Yes. That's a deep subject. Yeah. <laughs> That's How a we do? really deep <laughs> well, there's subject. It's a thick book. We, yeah. We went pretty quick. Really well, there's deep comfort. subject. There's, like, there's comfort in that staying busy. And like you said, the industrial re revolution was like, okay, you knew, you knew it was expected of you and you right. just went and you did that. Follow the path. But once, you know, once you get a generation into that or two generations to that, then there's there's a need to explore a little more, mm -hmm. you know. So that's good stuff. It's uh, I, I highly recommend if people don't take the, even in your worst times when you're having like something awful's happened, right? Is to is to start writing down what you're thankful for. Mm, you know, start, absolutely. Start start being. You know, the people and the experiences and the th not the things you own, <laughs> how many yeah, cars yeah. you got or how big your house is, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, I can tell you, the older you get, the less that stuff means. Mm, preach. Know? Yeah. It really does. It really <laughs> That's does for means. sure. means less and less the older we get. Well, Katie, thank you. It's my honor. As always, you're right. It, it just does something to this space when we all get together and we have these conversations. They're very valuable to me and I know to the rest of the group that's here and to everybody that's listening so as always we'll end this episode with my grandfather saying take time to stop and smell the roses until we meet again take care <laughs>